What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Report's college football and NFL draft podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, joined, as always, on a beautiful Monday morning by my boy Mello riding shotgun and Connor the Hair Rogers up in New York. I'm oh, just sad that Connor has a nickname. Yeah, uh, you have a nickname. Oh, yeah. Mello. Right. I can start <laughs> calling you by your Christian name on here if you would like. Your, no, I don't think legal one name, anymore. Your legal name. Uh, we have a great show for you guys. This is where I would normally give you the oohs and the ahs and all the things we're going to talk about tonight. But our Christmas present to you guys is a Christmas present to every NFL team. That's right. A full round one mock draft. We're going one to 32. A lot of Raiders picks. That's what I noticed today. There are a lot of picks for the Raiders. We're going to get into it, though, as we rotate picks. Mello is on the clock first, followed by myself, then Connor, and then we'll start it over again. We are going to get to some of your draft on draft questions, but it felt like the right time to kick off Mock Draft Mondays. Yeah, and as one of our listeners mentioned before, like last year, this was like a Browns-heavy podcast, and I feel like we picked up a lot of Browns listeners over the year. This year, the Raiders are going to dominate just all of our mock drafts because they have three picks right now. So Raiders fans, listen up. Yeah, dominate on the podcast because you aren't on the field. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. And for the t- the teams that traded their first rounders, I guess get Cole this year. So we're sorry in advance yeah. of that. <laughs> you made the playoffs. But the the Bears well, won the NFC North, so I think it's okay. True. <laughs> they got Cleo Mack, and the Cowboys got Amari Cooper, yeah. and it could Merry be worse. Christmas. All right, Mello, you were on the clock first with the San Francisco 49ers. And you called dibs on this pick. Yeah, I think it's the easiest pick to make. I knew I wouldn't have to do it. Like, everybody knows what they're doing here. It's going to be Nick Bosa. They've got to get a pass rush, and it looks like we have a special guy coming in here off the edge. So he's the obvious pick. Yeah, obvious pick. As the resident Niners fan, I would be very happy. Very, very happy. I'm up number two with the Arizona Cardinals. And we've said before, this is a hard year because there's such a drop-off from the top player in Nick Bosa to the second-best player and who, in my opinion, is Quinn and Williams. And that's who I'm going to take for the Arizona Cardinals. This might not be the biggest area of need for them, but I do think it is a need. And like we always say, when you're drafting early, you match up need and value. And Quinn and Williams is someone you can build your defense around. You have Chandler Jones. I still like guys like Marcus Golden. You have Hassan Reddick. But Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden, and Quinn and Williams are there, and they're going to mess some people up. Yeah, and obviously we're recording this a little bit in advance, so the Cardinals are going to be in that Nick Bosa conversation, but I think if you come out of this draft with Quentin Williams, if you don't get Bosa, you got to be pretty happy about that. The same could be said, picking number three right now for me, the Raiders, and I'm sticking with Ed Oliver here. I think he's an impact player on the interior that most importantly can disrupt the passer. He's not necessarily Aaron Donald, but I do think he's the closest thing you can get to it from a stylistic standpoint, and I do think he'll be super productive. So, would have loved the Raiders to be in Bosa range, but we'll gladly take Ed Oliver up front for them. And I, I like that pick, too. Obviously, we're going defensive line heavy here. Uh, I'm up with Connor's Jets at number four. I did not scheme it this way where I would get your two favorite yes, you teams. Did. <laughs> uh, but that just that's what happens, I guess. So uh, I'll try to make both of you happy here. You both need edge rushers. So I'm going to stick with Josh Allen. Uh one reason, because I think the Jets need him. He feels feels a need there. And also, there is a 2019 Josh Allen bet with one of our listeners. If Josh Allen goes top five, he's getting a stick-to-football tattoo. Whoa. So I want to see this happen. I'm just going to have him in every mock draft top five from here on out. Well, you know he's my favorite player in this draft. So no, of it, course he is. He's got a strong arm. Yeah, the Jets should have drafted Josh Allen last year. You make it right, and they draft him this year. <laughs> 
I don't believe that, by the way. I'm just trying to be funny. I like Sam Darnold. Don't come at me on Twitter over this shit. Darnold was my number one quarterback, and he was the Jets' number one quarterback, to put to rest any rumors you might have heard. Oh, God. Not so, that again. Don't get me started. I've been pissed about this for six hours today. I, I do love that pick. It does fill the biggest need for them. I think free agency could change this. Uh, I could see them paying a pass rusher like Dante Fowler uh, and then going after maybe like Jonah Williams, the left tackle from Alabama here. But hard to argue this pick as we sit here uh, middle of December. Number five, the Atlanta Falcons. This actually becomes a tough pick if the board falls this way. I think they would love to have Quinn and Williams here, but looking at the versatility of this defense, I think Rashawn Gary is a very good fit. He can play that kind of Michael Bennett role in this Seattle-style defense with the 4-3 under. They have outside rushers. I do like Grady Jarrett, but I think Rashawn Gary gives you so much versatility. He can play inside. He can play outside, whether it's a two, three, four, or five-man front on defense. He's going to help out. I mean, I would have actually, I thought hard about going corner here. I, I know they drafted Isaiah Oliver in the second round last year, but like Desmond Trufant starting to get a little bit older. I think he's starting to lose a step. I almost went wide receiver, but obviously Calvin Ridley's a stud, and it's too early in this class for any type of wide receiver. So I think Rashawn Gary's, that again, that match of value and need. He fits that yeah. defense, too. He's He's just a... Seahawks kind of guy now Falcons it's just it's a good fit there I think that's a pick that uh, we're going to predict a lot kind of like we did last year I think we had Calvin Ridley to the Ravens almost every mock draft yeah I think Rashawn Gary to the Falcons just makes sense and and Gary seems like that guy this year that is going to probably sit in that five to 20 range on big boards uh, across the media but he'll probably go top five or top 10 way earlier I just think the NFL is going to value him a lot higher because he'll test very well he, there's so much untapped potential still with him. So very interesting when you look at Rashawn Gary's draft stock. Sixth overall, Buffalo Bills. I think when you look at this team, you got to get an offensive line that can protect Josh Allen. And this guy, Jonah Williams from Alabama, he's played right tackle as a true freshman there. He's played left tackle for the last two years. I think he'd be a very, very good center or guard. Basically, this is one of those picks where he's going to make you better somewhere, Buffalo, and I think you're smart enough to figure it out. So no-brainer at six for the Bills with Jonah Williams, the best offensive lineman in this class. And they have Deion Dawkins, who's a a serviceable left tackle. And so, like you said, you can put Jonah. I happen to think he is a tackle. I know we get this question a lot. That's the reason I want to jump in and address it. We get asked it almost daily on Twitter or Reddit or somewhere. I think he's a tackle. I think the film shows it, and I don't care how long his arms come in. He's 6'5", 305. I think he's not strength deficient. I think you can play him a tackle. But if Buffalo drafts him and says, hey, this guy could be like Brandon Scherf and be you know, a great guard or Quentin Nelson and be a great guard, then go for it. Put him on the inside because, like you said, Connor, they just need help everywhere. Well, and I think the NFL anymore, if you're not six foot seven, they're going to say you're a guard. You look that at, way. Uh, Braden Smith last year played guard all year at Auburn. Where is he playing right now? Right tackle. Yeah, You can predict these guys at guard, but you're going to have a need at tackle, and Jonah Williams can fill that need on the right side and on the left side. Play him at guard if you need to, but the dude's an NFL tackle. Next up, we're going number seven with the Jaguars. Sadly, they've just announced that they're probably going to go in a different direction from Blake Bortles. Your favorite quarterback in the NFL. I do really like him just as a personality. I didn't think he was that bad of a quarterback. Probably not like the 70. What was your best. hot take you told me, though? I don't remember. I have a lot of those. It was about him and someone <laughs> are not that different. Like, shit, I ruined it. I don't know. Yep, I don't know. You got You said something, and I was like, oh, I'm bringing that up on the podcast. It was like, fuck, I don't know. Never I don't mind. know either. Never mind. Drew Locke? 
No, Blaine same Gabbert. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but they're going to draft the same guy this year. It's Justin Herbert. Uh, tall, strong arm, kind of athletic. They're going to get their quarterback here. Number seven. Uh, this is a mock draft. I don't think a quarterback will fall to number seven. Somebody's going to trade up. But right now for our mock draft Monday, no trades. The Jaguars get Justin Herbert, who is declaring at number seven. It was Mariota. That's who it was. You said Mariota, and you didn't Mariota, and Bortles uh, yeah, that far apart. That definitely sounds like something yeah. I would say. Yeah. I, I, I will stand by that. I don't think they're that far apart. I had to look at all the quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm like, who was <laughs> There it was. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Connor. <laughs> oh, no, it's me. I'm up. See, Yeah, I'm yeah all, you're up, Matt. I'm all flustered now. We're all I'm out of sorts. It was pay, a long weekend. Paying attention to something else. Uh, number eight, the Detroit Lions. It feels so weird. And like Connor said, we're recording this Sunday night before the uh, order has been finalized coming off this most recent week, but they're going to be about in this range. It feels so weird to have Detroit picking at, at number eight overall, but it's it's been a down year. I think some of that we can point to the fact that they don't have the guys to run Matt Patricia's defense like he would want to. So I'm going to go with my top-ranked corner, Greedy Williams. He's 6'3", 190, 195 pounds. He can play press man. Very, very, uh, I think, fluid trist- through his transitions. He has the link to disrupt guys to the line of scrimmage. And I do think he has ball skills. We didn't see a ton of it because teams just frankly did not throw his way very often. Uh, but I do feel like he is the top tier corner in this class. Thanks to that, not only the technique and the film, but the size he brings to the table. My greedy Williams take is that if he had long hair, everyone would compare him to Richard Sherman. Yeah, one hundred. I'm still going yeah. to. Yeah, um, I'm still going to. So number nine, the Bucks. This was an interesting situation because Jameis Winston has actually played okay since coming back, but I don't know if there will be a new regime there that might want to start over at quarterback. Either way, I had an internal debate to take Dwayne Haskins here. I did not, and I took Byron Murphy, my favorite corner in this class. I I think he's excellent. I think he's a perfect fit for a secondary that needs help in Tampa Bay. He reminds me a lot of the Browns corner that Denzel I can't Ward. remember. He reminds me a lot of Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Ward. Yeah. Long yeah, week in Match and mirror. <laughs> yeah, they're just both the undersized kind of guys, but long arms, scrappy, good defenders. They can jam at the line. I like Murphy a lot, too, and I'm glad to see that we're mocking him here in the top 10 because I really do like him. The Giants pick, you speak of hot takes. Well, I'm going to get real hot here. Giants are drafting right now at number 10 overall, and I do not have them taking a quarterback. The team has come out and said they're sticking with Eli in 2019, so I think they do have a plan in place. They got their quarterback a running back. Now they're going to get him an offensive tackle, and then they're going to wait till 2020 when we have some very special quarterbacks. Then you already have a tackle in place. You have some run game help. Oh, yeah, you also have one of the best receivers in the league. They're going to go with Yadni Kajust. Number 10 overall out of West Virginia. Nailed it. Look at that. Man, I don't know where he learned the, the name-speaking ability from. He, we were actually texting today, Mello. I sent Mello my rankings. It's like, hey, you might need these for the mock draft, like just in case you have questions about guys. And he was like, did my pick for the Giants throw you off that bad? Well, we were doing our mock, mock draft this morning. I just put in and texted you, Connor. It's like, hey, I'm going to steal Kajust. I'm giving him to the Giants. Immediately following, Matt sends me a link to his big board and is like, here, just in case you need them. I'm like, uh, did I do something? Is this like way hot takey? <laughs> no, it's good. No, I like it. They do need it. And I'm so glad that uh, I will admit and I'm not trying to be cocky. I don't listen to other football podcasts, especially draft ones. Um, I just, when you live in that world, you don't want to listen to it when you're driving down the interstate. 
but I don't know that any other podcast is as high on Kajest as we are. If if there is, like, I, I would gladly give them credit. But we love this guy, and his film says that he he's better than Colton Miller, exactly. who was top fifteen and last that's year. Why I oh, have him by, far and away, because we are going to see another tackle rise up there with Jonah Williams, and Jonah Williams might even fall a little bit. But we're going to have some tackles get up there. I would say in the top 15, we're going to have two. And right now, if the Giants are sticking with Eli, what else are they going to do? Go get your future quarterback a little bit of help. Let Kajust play for a year, get used to everything in the NFL, and then you can give him a rookie quarterback to protect. I love it. Uh, I'm up at 11. The Cincinnati Bengals, who they beat the Raiders on Sunday. Melo and I were talking about this. With Jeff Driscoll and Tyler Boyd leading the way. That's bad. They need help on defense, though. I've been saying this for years. They need speed at linebacker. And I know that they they actually have addressed this a little bit. Uh, Last year, they picked up Malik Jefferson. They got Sam Hubbard. But I still think they need help uh, at linebacker position. So I'm going to go with Devin White here. I think he is a perfect middle linebacker for where the NFL is going. You could hopefully have Malik Jefferson as your weak side. You've got a pretty good defensive line in front of him. White, we've seen in person this year, a guy with fantastic range, instincts, and there's been some talk, though. He might go back to LSU. And I, I reached out to some people down there. I was like, come on, this is bullshit, right? No, it's not. He is legitimately torn on whether or not he's going to come out in this draft or not. If he does, I think he'll be one of my top five players. That's where he's ranked right now. And I do believe he would be a top 12 pick. Well, and it's the same thing with Mac Wilson, too. He's said a couple things uh, in the past yep. week that make you think maybe he's going to come back. So that could definitely shake up the draft here. But the Bengals, how does Marvin Lewis always need a linebacker? You are a def- like the last defensive-minded right. head coach, and you always need linebackers. It's amazing. Number 12, Green Bay Packers get one of my favorite players in this entire draft. I think this guy is a top five player. Ja'Kai Polite from Florida you want to talk just about a twitched up uh, edge pass rusher that can bend. He's got a full array of moves, a long arm spin. I-, I love everything I've seen from this guy. I think there's so much untapped potential there. He was someone that moved outside after being a heavier three tech not too long ago, and he's just flourished. So he he will definitely be in this draft, and I do think he goes higher than this, but Green Bay, they would absolutely love to land a guy like this for the outside pass rush. It's time to get to the second half of the mock draft, or not the second half, I guess it's second third. Second third, because it's divided into threes. <laughs> We're you good at math I mean. here. Stick up you know what I mean? I'm not a fifth grade math teacher, I don't know, but Mello is, you're on the clock, the Denver Broncos at 13. Number 13 overall, uh, kind of at a, at a hard place here, because what do you need if you were the Denver Broncos? I don't think they'd go with a quarterback here. I don't know that they're in love with them. So I think that they're going to go ahead and strengthen up that defense a little bit more. They don't need an edge rusher, so they could use one of these interior D linemen. It's a very deep class. I'm going to give them Raekwon Davis here. I love these Alabama interior linemen, and he has kind of fallen in popularity, but he's still a damn yeah. good player who's going to be a first-round pick. He's got six foot seven, 300-plus pounds, and can move. He's going to be a very high pick, so the Broncos are going to go ahead and snag him off the board. I love it. Yeah, they, they got to get tougher. I mean, you saw that. Uh, in their game this past week. They got to get better against the run. I mean, you lost to the Browns, and the Browns are beating them with a lot of action up front. So I I really like that pick, and I'm glad to see him back in the top 15. I'm up, Washington Redskins. Boy, do they need a quarterback. Uh, It's bad. Uh, (laughs) You know, Alex Smith's gone, thankfully finally out of the hospital, but I, I think his playing days are probably over. Colt McCoy also breaks his leg. They have to get younger at the position. I feel like that was always the plan this year. Here's where Dwayne Haskins comes off the board for me. 
I would expect if this is the way the draft order falls, a team would trade up for him. You would want to get in front of the Giants just in case. But right here, Haskins is a very good fit for what they have. And remember, they have Darius Guys coming back from injury next year. They, they have a very good offensive line. They have some pieces in the receiving core that I like uh, and some guys that still have some potential there to develop. But this is a very good fit for them. And I, I actually think that he's someone that could come in and play right away. Yeah, I agree with you. I think one of my biggest internal debates right now is Haskins or Herbert as QB1. I, I truly don't know. I think it's a lot closer than people realize. And, and it, you know, it wouldn't shock me if Herbert is still that top five lock in the first quarterback taken, but I don't think Haskins is as far behind him as many think. Number 15, Panthers. I'm always about getting Cam Newton more weapons, more help. I would have really liked actually to go O-line here, but Kajust is off the board. So there's not really a guy that I feel comfortable taking in terms of value here. So I go tight end. Greg Olson era, obviously coming to a close here. Go with Noah Fant. He's not just a tight end out of Iowa. This guy's a weapon. He's a mismatch weapon. He's too fast for linebackers. He's too big for corners and safeties. I think he'll be much more productive in the NFL. I, I do think he's tough. Whatever rumors you're hearing out there that... You know, whether it's effort to blocking or clashing with coaches, whatever it is, I think when you look at it, I just think Fant's going to be a very, very good NFL player. I, I like that pick, too. And you know what? The Pat, the Panthers love these big guys that can catch the ball. They drafted Kelvin Benjamin in the first round. They're going to love Noah right. Fant. And I would say this, man. Like, you don't play at Iowa and not be tough. But you can't. You can't last there. No, it's impossible. Kurt Ferentz would run your ass off the team. Kurt Ferentz is headbutting his players, like right. bleeding before the games or after whatever it is. So, yeah, you're right. And he's going to give you some aid in the run game. He's lined up in line and blocked a lot more than he's most nasty. college tight ends. Yeah, he is. I love both Iowa tight ends. Yeah, I just wanted to get my little bit of nugget in there. There's no way you play there and are not tough. So, All right, I'm up number 16 overall, the Philadelphia Eagles. They need a lot of help this year, so I'm going to give them some help on defense. Matt's guy, Trayvon Mullen, I think this is a very deep corner class, and he's another guy who's lengthy, long arms. They need help everywhere, so just go ahead and get one of the best players available right now, and for me, that's Trayvon Mullen. You know I love Trayvon Mullen. I mean, he has it all. Size. I've actually started texting scouts and agents, and I'm panicking. Like, wait, am I the only one that likes this guy? Because like, I don't see him on any other list. And. Those That's a little weird. defenders can do that. Like, they're sneaky good. Like, uh, the linebacker they had last year that went to the Chiefs. Like, just an yeah. underrated guy. Doesn't really Dorian get O'Dane, a lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of recognition. And that's because of those damn defensive linemen. Yeah, so I have been, like, I'm fine being an outlier. I'm okay with that. But you don't want to be, like, having someone rank top 10 and, you know, a full-on Justin Gilbert where it's like, actually, everybody hates this guy. So... <laughs> Still went top ten. I just want to point that out. Yeah, but, like the uh, the Oregon quarterback being QB one, Vernon Adams. I like never. Kind of take. I just want to say, <laughs> I never. Or no, who was the uh, the Boise kid? The short. Or I know. No, he was at Wyoming. He was at Wyoming before Josh Allen. That oh, was the, oh, uh, uh, Brett Smith. Brett Smith. That was the other one. People loved that kid, man. And he left school early. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. oh. It'll be in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-order now. Uh, all right. Next up, the Cleveland Browns at 17. 17. The Cleveland 17. Browns. How fucking weird. Not in a trade back. Ahead of the e- or behind the Eagles. Yeah. Who won the Super Bowl. Amazing. Amazing that they're this low in the order. Congratulations to all those guys. John Dorsey and the crew uh, have been fantastic up there. I'm going DeAndre Baker. I see a strength in this secondary. Jabril Peppers has been playing very well. I don't know how many Browns games y'all watch, and maybe none, because who knows. But 
Jarrell Peppers has been a very good player. He had a huge impact in the game against the Broncos. They have Demarius Randall. They have Denzel Ward, who we talked about loving. Make this strength one of the most dominant units in football. Draft DeAndre Baker, and he fits the mold so well. He is a physical motherfucker. Tackles well, plays the line of scrimmage. He's got the body type to do it. This secondary would scare the shit out of me. And if you have to line up with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side of the field like they do, if you're going to ever take the AFC North, you got to shut those guys down. I think this is how you do it. DeAndre Baker, Denzel Ward. And you give Miles Garrett a little bit more time to get to the quarterback. If you can find two good corners, then guys like him will just have Pro Bowl caliber seasons if he actually has time. And I want to give a special thank you to the Cleveland Browns. I made a drunk, friendly wager with a pal of mine this weekend who is a big Broncos fan. And we bet on the game against each other. And he was so confident that he didn't even want the one and a half point spread. He said straight up. And the Browns did not cover, but they won straight up. And I won enough money to pay off the keg I had to get for my apartment this weekend. So <laughs> there you go. a special, a special thank you to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland All right. Browns it, just it, giving beer to everybody this year. It's on. That's it, true. 18, uh, your miracle dolphins. Listen, I, they need pass rush help. Cam Wake's going to be like 107 years old next year. Okay. At some point you got to get something on the edge. And as his, you know, it's been a great career. But it's winding down here. I go Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. I think this is a little late for Farrell. I think he's a guy that is going to be super productive at the next level. He's not going to blow anyone away with the you know traits like polite or you know the stardom that Bosa has had or Josh Allen the production. But Farrell has been so solid against both the run and pass, and I think he would help Miami's front seven. It's unfortunate they drafted Charles Harris in the first round in 2017, and he has not done anything. Yeah, I like I liked him too. too. I'm really disappointed. It's, it's looking like a miss for me. I just I haven't seen anything from him. I don't trust the lineman out of Missouri. <laughs> just let me tell you. I mean, there's a couple of them that are pretty good. Well, yeah, Sheldon Richardson's Smith. had a weird That's career. Justin Smith was, it? yeah, I mean, Alden Smith flamed out. Sheldon Richardson has probably not lived up to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's you. good. He's just like when you're on three teams throughout your career that early, it just kind of says something. Right. Brandon Marshall stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's interesting. More stuff that'll be in my book. All Next right. up, number 19, the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts look very good this year. They're having a quick turnaround. You got to give it to their GM, Ballard. They have some needs here, though. I put their needs at defensive line and wide receiver and maybe a corner late. I don't know if there's a receiver that they would take right now. So I'm going to go with that defensive line need because there are a hell of a lot of them here. I'm going to give him Jeffrey Simmons. He's a do-everything kind of defensive lineman. He fits in every scheme. He's just one of those tough guys that I think Ballard's going to fall in love with. Uh, and Ballard He's doesn't so care good. about off-field. Nope. And Well, I am i shouldn't say he doesn't care. He is willing to overlook He's a second-chance kind of guy. Yes, he is. And Jeffrey Simmons, there's a video of him punching a woman in the face, breaking up a fight. Uh, so we'll see how that affects him. I think he's a top 10 player on talent, but he is a great fit for what they do defensively. Uh, I'm up at number 20 and I have the Tennessee Titans who had, I think a fantastic draft last year. They got Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry in the first two rounds to really start to change that defense to fit what Mike Vrabel, the head coach wants to do. I'm just going to keep it going. I'm going Brian Burns pass rusher out of Florida state. He is that long twitched up guy that teams are probably going to fall in love with throughout the process that, I could see him getting drafted ahead of Polite, ahead of Cleveland Farrell. Guys, you might have a more well-rounded tape, but his speed off the edge is incredibly impressive, and he does have some pass rush moves. So keep an eye on him. As We have him at 20. 
I won't be shocked if he's off the board at 10 when late April gets here. There's a lot of length in that frame, too. Yeah, a lot. A lot yeah, it. it's all about his combine. I, I got to see him in person down uh, against Miami this year, and he was an impact player in that game. And what you guys just said, it it's true. It checks every box on film in terms of winning on the outside and just the speed and explosiveness off the snap and, and length. So, spoiler alert. Yep. Spoiler Uh-oh. alert. He's going to be on the podcast Friday morning. So, Oh, let's go. Just saying. Just saying. Let's go. Okay, 21, Minnesota Vikings, a team that doesn't have a ton of needs, but I do think Anthony Barr is going to walk in free agency. Somebody has to leave, right? Like, you can't re-sign everyone. And I think you look at the the role Barr has played, I think Mac Wilson, a guy that we're not sure if he's going to declare, but he, he probably should because he'll be a first-round pick. Mac Wilson in Minnesota, he's got it all. I mean, it's instincts. He's physical. He's got good speed, run and chase, pursuit. Uh, he's very smart. I, I think he always knows where to be to find the football. So I, I love Mac Wilson in this class. He, I mean, not to just go with the, the layup comparison of Alabama players, but like when you look at Rashawn Evans from last year, I think Mac Wilson might be just as good as him. And I, I loved, I love both these players. I, I really like both these middle linebackers that we have in this class. I think it's going to really damage this class if they don't come out because there's not very many true linebackers. If we lose Mac Wilson and Devin white. Yeah. Next up for me, the somehow successful Baltimore Ravens are finding a way to win, even with their receiver at quarterback. So what they're going to do is they're going to give their receiver an actual receiver. All all kidding aside, Lamar Jackson has played very well, but he does need some targets. So they're going to go with my boy, Nikhil Harry. I love his game. Uh, I can't believe that he's falling to number 22 here. Matt, you talked about how you may be the only guy who loves Trayvon Mullen. I feel like I'm the only guy who loves Nikhil Harry. I think he's a top 10 player just off what I've seen. If this guy can run a 4-5 at the Combine, there's no way he's there at 22. Yeah, you are. Uh, you're real high on Nikhil Harry. God, not maybe on Lamar Jackson. No, that's great. <laughs> Here's the thing, like you said, with Nikhil Harry. He's 6'4", 213, and he, he plays very, very well after the catch. So it, it is surprising to see. Uh, I'm excited to actually have time to dig in and and evaluate him more as a route runner because that's right. what's going to be the difference maker for him other than that 40 time. Uh, the Steelers at 23 have a need at safety again. <laughs> I know they drafted Terrell Edmonds last year in the first round, but I I still like, God. I feel like they still need a center fielder, fielder, center <laughs> fielder. My God, how redneck am I? Uh, I would go, <laughs> at least the, you own it. I would go the safety position over and over with them. Uh, look for someone who can cover. And this is where Deontay Thompson comes in. I do think he's fallen a little bit in this class because of, you know he lacks the frame that's ideal. But as a guy over the top, like his range is outstanding. And there will be Steelers fans who maybe you guys want, who knows what, Steelers fans are never happy. But you have so much talent here. Middle linebacker would be great, yes. But you guys just took Mac Wilson from me, so I don't have the luxury of going there. I'm going to go with Deontay Thompson, let him play over the top. And maybe you can pair him with Edmonds and Sean Davis to have a very, very good, very deep secondary. And you can't overlook the fact that the other quarterbacks in their division, you have Baker Mayfield doing some very special things in Cleveland. And then Lamar Jackson is great in Baltimore so far. They're going to need some more pass coverage help. And that's exactly what Deontay Thompson gives you. I can't believe you just said yeah, he's got, it's doing well. He's got range for days. It's really insane. So, all right, moving on to the Raiders' second pick of this draft. This one is from Dallas here. 
Oh, man, I would have loved to take Deontay Thompson with this pick, but I'm going to go right wide receiver now that he's off the board. This is my guy, Kelvin Harmon, physical, good route runner, good strong hands, the best blocking receiver in this class. I think he'd be a really nice player in John Gruden's offense and really pair well with Derek Carr. So let's get the Raiders some offensive help after giving them Ed Oliver in the top three of this draft. Gosh, is first two part question here, Connor. Is he your number one receiver? Yes. Okay. Flat out, yes. Would you rather have Kelvin Harmon or the guy that they traded to get this pick, Amari Cooper? Oh, God. Oh, I'd rather have Cooper. I loved him. I've always loved Amari Cooper. Um, I just, oh, God, what a weird ending. You know, I would rather have Amari Cooper, but it's clear that something wasn't working there. I don't know. He He says it's not John Gruden. He just didn't even look interested all the time. And then he goes to Dallas and it's like, this is the guy that deserved to go top 10 in the draft. Amazing route runner. He's got enough speed to win over the top. He's fearless over the middle. So I, I love Kelvin Harmon. And I hope a team like the Colts drafts him or, or even the Browns, just someone where he'll be so successful. But I think Amari Cooper is a true number one. Melo, you're back on the board with the Seattle Seahawks as we get ready to close out this round one mock. Who you got for Seattle? And I just like these position groups, I guess, because I'm catering to the draft here. Everybody needs to get after the quarterback, and the Seahawks are going to find their guy in Montez Sweat. Another Mississippi State guy. This guy's got a lot of length, though. Uh, He's more of a true edge guy that I think the Seahawks are going to fall in love with, especially Pete Carroll. And they could have a need here. Frank Clark's a free agent, so it will be interesting to see He's going to get paid, dude. Paid. Yep. Maybe by your jet. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Can't. Are they going to have yeah. any money left over after they sign Le'Veon? <laughs> They'll have the money. It's just a matter of like, no matter how much he's cleaned up his image, right. Frank Clark just won't be on some teams because of the domestic violence past. But I don't know. The Jets are good Lord. They got to sign a couple of pass rushers. So we'll see something. Got to do something. The Oakland Raiders are back on the clock. Like you guys said, we've given them Kelvin Harmon. We've given them at Oliver. I continue to think the middle of the defense is the problem for them. I'm going Devin Bush. Y'all mentioned that if Devin White and Mac Wilson don't come out, what happens at linebacker? Here's what happens. Devin Bush shoots up like a fucking rocket and probably yeah, goes down 15. He is a great athlete. I know he's a little short. Don't call him small, please. He's he just short. Thick. He's a thick, thick, thick dude. dude. Two yeah. C's thick. Yeah, he a little yes. bowl of oh, that's oh, what I, he man. needs to change his Twitter bio if he hasn't already. I would. I he's quickly become one of my favorite players in this draft, though. I love watching him play. He's like a. It's like watching Sam Mills out there playing middle linebacker yeah. all over. Again. I mean, honestly, if he were six foot one, he would be a top ten pick. But mm-hmm. he's not, so he's probably going to fall down here to the Raiders. Um, Matt. Yep. Who would you rather have, Khalil Mack or Devin Bush? Khalil Mack. Oh, God. oh okay. Yeah, Jesus, just wanted to dude. clear that up. Yeah, just yeah, uh, just thank you for asking. But yeah, I would rather I, I really Khalil like Mack that. than every player in this draft. God, I hope that if all three of us are doing day three of the draft on the desk together, I hope Melo just does the who would you rather have for like all seven hours of it. It'd right. be absolutely great. Right. Melo's interviewing uh, skills are going to get us through day three of the draft. That's for sure. <laughs> the New England Patriots sitting here at 27. I know you guys are going to, you know, complain because there's going to be shake up here, but we're just trying to stay within the range. Gronkowski is just no longer Gronk. It's sad. Uh, if you're a Jets fan like me, it's not really that sad it's just a little sad uh but really though I I do think this is an offense that should still run through the tight end position at times TJ Hawkinson from Iowa 
great blocker, really underrated athlete and pass catcher. I think this would be a plug and play target for Tom Brady in that New England offense. Surprised you, you didn't go. <laughs> you a New England Patriot. Surprised you didn't go Andy oh, Isabella. I mean, here. this isn't my first rodeo, boys. Come on now. I think you're right, though, Connor. And if Patriot fans were on the fence on whether or not Gronk had anything left, I think he proved it against Miami. That dude's pretty oh. much done for. And I know it was playing safety, but just watching him try to run and change directions, he looks like a tight end that's over the hill, and they need a tight end in this offense. And I love TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I do too. He He's such a scary good fit there. That you're kind of just like, damn it. Yeah, that one makes sense. Which uh, the Malcolm Brown pick a couple years ago in the first round was one of those two where we were all like, it just makes too much sense. And it ended up happening. So, uh, yeah, I love that. Mel, you're on the clock. Next up for me, let's go pick number 28, San Diego Super Chart. Damn it. Nope. 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 Yes. They're in L.A. now. Los Angeles <laughs> Super Charge. It doesn't work as No, well. it doesn't. They just need to move back. Move with Ste- Philip Rivers. Stephen A. Mello. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about LaDainian Tomlinson. Right. Okay. So let's try this again. The L.A. Chargers are up at pick number 28. They've been very successful this year, coming off a win against the Chiefs. I think they are still trying to surround Philip Rivers with a lot of good assets. They're not looking to replace him. This is a win-now situation. So they're going to load up a little bit more on defense and get a guy out of Clemson, Dexter Lawrence. You talk about a big guy that can move. He could probably play every position on that defensive line for him. He's going to help free up your pass rushers. He's going to eat up some blockers. He's going to help in the run game. Plug him in there, and then maybe you can keep beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, man. Yeah, he's in the, the Thick Boys Club, too. Him and Devin Bush are just sitting at the table there eating yeah. everything. Well, so is this guy. Number 29 for me, Javon Taylor from Florida. Check out this. A dude is, th- I think, 335 and can move. Playing left tackle Florida. And Houston needs this. They need offensive line help so badly that it's basically a who's your top tackle, whether it's Greg Little, Javon Taylor, whoever's left on the board. Draft that guy and get him in that offensive line because they need it badly. And they need... Like big guys like this, uh, they they drafted Nick Martin to play center. I do like him, but they need some meat on that offensive line. I think Juwan Taylor could play left or right tackle, and again, plug and play for them. And he's shown the movement skills with how much Deshaun Watson likes to get outside the pocket. He's gonna be able to keep pace. Yeah, I think protect Deshaun Watson at all costs. That's as simple as that for me. All right, picking for Green Bay again. Um, you know, took Jakai Polite in the top fifteen. Get them a good pass rusher on the outside. Now I go Hollywood Brown, uh, get a deep threat, a guy that I don't even know if he'll be sitting here. What do you got? Do you think Hollywood Brown makes it all the way to 30? Guys? Not if he's healthy. Good point. I think yeah, medicals, matter. medicals yeah. are going to be huge. Yeah, he's huge. probably a four three five, you know, four three five kind of guy. And I just think Aaron Rodgers would have a field day with this guy in that Packers offense. Yeah, I, I agree with you, too. And he pairs well with Devontae Adams, too, and what he can do on the field. Yes. Next up, Chiefs, number 31. They need any kind of defensive help that is not a pass rusher. Anything, linebacker, corner, safety, whatever you can get. So I'm going to give them my best defensive player right now. I love Julian Love. I love him. You love Julian Love. And they desperately need a corner. Just these guys in Kansas City are not cutting it anymore. You see an immediate need. They have to address the defense. Yeah, I think Julian Love's interesting because he's going to fit in zone schemes and probably not in man schemes because he doesn't look very fast. So I think that's a big key is it, testing is going to be important to him and then scheme is. So for Kansas City, where you're going to run more zone, I think he is a pretty good fit. Otherwise, 
You know, the, the corner class does drop off like you were talking about uh, before. You know, after guys like Baker, Mullen, uh, Connor's guy, Murphy, your guy's guy, Murphy, and then Greedy, like the corner class does take a, a sharp turn. So it could push someone like Julian Love up the board quite a bit. Uh, I'm back on the clock here. And this one was actually kind of tough for me because the L.A. Rams uh, are still one of the NFL's great teams. They're getting older at some positions. I thought maybe Elton, Je- Elton Jenkins, my goodness, from Mississippi State to play center because John Sullivan's getting older. But when you look at the strength of this team, right now it is the defensive line. And one key fact is that Dante Fowler is going to be a free agent. And they are probably not in a position to pay him long term with the breakout type year he's had. We could see him play for the Jets next year. They got to replace him. And I'm going to go with one of my favorite dudes in the class. We just had him on the podcast, O'Shane Zimenez from Old Dominion. We're going to see him at the Senior Bowl. I expect he's going to wreck some people and submit himself as a round one pick. All right, y'all, that's our show. We ran a little bit long today, so no draft on draft. But I promise to you, next Monday, there will be a draft on draft heavy show with a lot of would you rather questions peppered in there as well. So thanks for hanging out with us. For Connor and Mello, this is Matt, and we will talk to y'all Wednesday morning. Thank you.